Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. We are back. We are back. Welcome in to the final play with Michael Clutch. I'm your host, Michael Clutch. Join again by my boy, Justin Matthews. Justin, great to have you back again for another show. Got some good things in the works with each other. Can't wait to, uh, can't wait to tell the world or tell the casuals at least what's going on. Um, but th- that's just a little tease as we like to call in the industry, but that's all we're going to give right now. Uh, but anyway, other than that, the new new up and coming good stuff from us, um, we're going to break down the last, well, not break down, but just discuss the last couple episodes of quarterback. Um, basically, it's all Mahomes because he went to the Super Bowl and the other quarterbacks did not. Uh, we'll talk about some preseason football. I love mm-hmm. it. We got some preseason down. Both of our teams played this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. So we'll talk about the Niners, um, what I think about what I saw from the quarterbacks, uh, Bears and Titans, what we, we saw from Fields and and, and uh, potentially Levis as well. And then where we're going to start things off, you know, those Bears, bitter rival, probably the, you know, best rivalry in sports, Bears and Packers. Um, Jordan Love, finally, you know, he got, he got his first start now that Rodgers is uh, out and gone. And kind of wanted to just real quickly, just because it's such a good situation there uh, with Rodgers moving on to New York and Love finally getting the chance to show what he's got this year. And from what I saw last year and the very limited time that he had in the regular season, I thought he looked pretty solid. And that was against some starters on, on defense. Uh, he he looked good. I, I think it was that Philly game, if I'm not mistaken. He he had some really nice throws, very accurate. Obviously, Watson did a lot of the work on the one touchdown where he ran it like 50, 60 yards or whatever it was. Uh, but I, I I liked what I saw out of them. Right, you, you want to look to see Love get in there, have some poise, have some confidence, and, and see what he does moving the ball and moving that offense. He's still going to have some solid weapons this year. But yeah, I mean. Listen, preseason, we discussed this before. It's just preseason. Not much you can really take away from it. But I I thought he looked pretty solid. Couple missed wide open throws from the pocket. Uh, but he does look comfortable when he's rolling out. It, it, he he was putting it right on the money. There were a lot of short throws. Uh, yep. but And then the touchdown he threw, it was a little underthrown. But I think his rhythm can get there. I, I think what with LaFleur as his head coach, can really get there sitting behind Aaron, just like what Aaron did with Brett sitting behind for three years and, you know, year four, all right, he's going to come in and he's going to have more experience than some of these other quarterbacks that get their first start in the league because he's been in the league now. And that's what you want to see. You kind of want to see these guys get groomed. So um, yeah, I, I liked what I saw. Obviously nothing jumps off the charts, but again, preseason football offenses are bland defenses are bland, but you, you really just want to see how the timing is how mm-hmm. you know the footwork and the accuracy that, that that's all I, I like to look at and I thought he looked pretty decent yeah for sure um played two series um 46 yards 
Uh, you mentioned the uh, touchdown pass to Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, man, he uh he he controlled the offense. Uh, he looked very um, I want to say poised, but he 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 looked confident. He looked um, unfortunately, um, I hate to see it, but uh, no, he he looked he definitely looked. Uh, I like I like how he um controlled the offense and uh, he looked good on RPOs. Um, I think uh, if you if you are a Packers fan, you know losing a, a legend like Aaron Rodgers, you. You you could take a, a few positives away from that, um like you said it's preseason so ultimately uh it's bland, but uh yeah positive uh positive game from Jordan Love they also ran the ball pretty good so uh, I think that that helped as well and um yeah he looked um better than a lot of uh even though he's not a rookie we we seen him he had one of the better days as a starting quarterback than a few of the other guys we saw so some positives to take away yeah it, again yeah exactly and you know a lot of his passes were short which you know you're just trying to get in rhythm you're just trying to move the ball as, as much as possible and just kind of trying to see how everybody in the offense looks you know put it on film for the coach to, uh to to look at but um yeah I mean it it, it uh he didn't look too bad though you know he didn't look too bad um, moving on, as we mentioned, to their big rival, the Chicago Bears, playing the Tennessee Titans at home uh, on Saturday. And you couldn't have drawn it up any better for Justin Fields in, in that offense, in that starting team. You know, he goes three for three, 129 yards, two touchdowns. And it, it's kind of fool's gold a little bit uh, just because both touchdowns like we're so long, we're so long, and and the and the ball carrier did most of the work, right? Like more mm -hmm. got that screen pass and, and took it sixty-two yards, and um, you know, so it, like, all right, you, you like to see that as far as explosive plays on on the offense, because I think if I'm not mistaken, there was a they showed a stat on the broadcast saying that the Bears all of last year had. I think three plays of 60 plus yards or whatever it was. And then they, they had two uh, or I think it was 50, 50 plus yards. And they had two plays basically back to back um, right. go over, over 50 yards. So, you know, it, that's awesome. You want to see the explosive offense. Um, but again, it, it, it's kind of hard because fields didn't really have a full go at it. He only threw three times. Um, but I mean, again, accurate accuracy was there. Um, he he's obviously not going to show off his legs because it's preseason. You don't want to get hurt, uh, but it's a lot of positives, a lot of confidence to pick up here for the bears and, and that offense just to see, Hey, we got DJ Moore Now we got a legit number one receiver and look at what he did in the preseason uh, on, on his only touch of, of the game. You know, he, he, he's a big play guy. We saw it last year in that crazy overtime game against Atlanta, you know, it, 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 Panthers should have won that game if Moore doesn't take off his helmet and celebrating in the back of the end zone. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I like DJ Moore. I thought that was a great trade for the bears to move back a few spots and get a number one receiver, which Justin Fields needs. And they even said this on the broadcast, which it seems to be the trend in the NFL is a guy in year three, get him a legit number one receiver. And you see this player take off. I mean, you saw Tua with, getting them Tyreek Hill, you saw Jalen Hurts getting A.J. Brown, just to name a couple guys, right? So, yeah, you love to see that the Bears 
want to see what Justin Fields has to offer with elite weapons because last year I didn't like any of the weapons. I know Chase Claypool came over, but I'm I'm still not really a huge fan of him either. But again, you had Mooney, who's a great number two, maybe a great number three, but just not that guy that you can go and, and uh, trust to you know make plays. But yeah, what what did you like from the Bears? Oh uh, yeah, like you said, um, it's just nice to see uh, playmakers around him. Uh, like you said, obviously. He's not going to show his legs in the, in the preseason necessarily. You don't want to get hurt. But um, he did the 56-yarder uh, to um, Khalil Herbert, which was, like you said, a monster run made by the running back, obviously. Um, he actually he didn't show his legs as far as, like, scrambling, and but he extended the play mm-hmm. with that one. Um, and I saw that a few times on Sunday. So that's, that, like, you, man, that's, that, was, that was beautiful. Like, you just imagine what he could be. Um, I think it's Michael Vick. Lamar Jackson, and it, I'm, I'm I'm teetering on number three, man. I think I think we got the third best Russian quarterback. I seriously believe that. Uh, we saw what he did last year against mm-hmm. the Dolphins with the most uh, rushing yards in the game by a quarterback. So, hey, man, it's, it's it's nice to finally, like you said, we got a true number one. I believe um, he's still young. I love the running back tandem. Yeah, we got a uh, Khalil Herbert with the with that monster touchdown, but we also got a uh, Foreman, man. Underrated. Uh, I think, man, a big, strong bruising back. I love him. Um, just excited, man. I think we potentially could have the pieces. We potentially could have all the pieces that we need. Um, we'll see how Chase Claypool, uh, if he maybe maybe he breaks out and he he gets a little better. Maybe he's better in a um, WR two or three role. So uh, we potentially got all the pieces, man. We just got to put it together. And because I, I think quarterbacks that are unique, such as Justin Fields and um, Lamar Jackson. I think those legs, man, it changes, especially how fast he is. It, it changes. It's, it's a different dynamic than uh, most quarterbacks in the league, even the few guys that can kind of scramble out, even a guy like Kyler Murray, who, who's pretty good at scrambling too. It's, it's just different, man. I think you got those few key players that are truly uh, difference makers, just kind of uniquely, like he's uniquely fast. And I think the potential for this offense is going to be great this year so um overall yeah man I'm, I'm excited about that yeah and, and let's hope that the offensive line is a lot better than it was last year I know they were moving some pieces around and a, a lot of people like to say that you know Fields was the reason for all those sacks but if that line is not at least a little above average then they're still going to struggle I think on offense yes he has his legs and yes he can make some plays and kind of make up for the lack of a, a solid line but you you want to be able to most most plays you know more plays than you know you know to give him protection and give him time to throw because there were some times where he actually stood in the pocket last year and took some nasty hits but still delivered mm-hmm. the ball beautifully mm-hmm. and um I do like that they did, uh got some more depth at the tight end position it's crazy that Mercedes Lewis is still yeah. in the NFL he's almost 40 years old but yes. you know at least you get that veteran at that position to help coach up Cole Komet, and then bring in Robert Tanyan from Green Bay. Oh, yeah, man. He's a great number two and potentially a number one, you know, because I'm still not convinced Cole Komet's the guy for you guys at tight end, but I'm not either. he did show some, you know, positive steps last year, but there's just still some things of his game I don't like. But other than uh, that, you know, the receiving core is still a little, you know, a little shallow, a little shallow. Potential. But there's potential, there. right? Because – uh, St. Brown, another St. Brown, like he showed some 
bright spots last year. So did Vilas Jones, even though mm-hmm. in this preseason game, I, I luckily it's preseason and this is where all these kinks get worked out. It, uh, I mean, and, and this is like not the beauty, but the, like the opposite of beauty, right? Like this is the ugliness of uh, preseason. You know, you had that punt uh, that by Tennessee, right? The, the punt the ball, Vilas Jones was backpedaling. It bounced, took a big bounce in the air and then he went for it muff the punt Tennessee picks it up but then the very next play ball goes off the Titans uh tight end uh, Wiley's hands and then AJ Thomas picks it off for the Bears and then literally the next play after that interception PJ Walker throws an interception uh back to Tennessee so hey that's just the sloppiness that you see in preseason um but really you don't want to focus on the negatives in preseason although you know that can cause some guys to not have a job by the end of camp uh, and end of preseason. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what you get from it, but a, a lot of bright s- spots from Justin Fields, obviously, uh, and, and this offense and, and the depth, it, it's going to be there this year. They're, they're going to be a fun team. This division, I think is going to be one of the more fun divisions to watch just because I think these teams are all close. Minnesota probably has the most talent, but I still yeah. think that the Bears are getting there with talent and, and their quarterback. Again, I've said this millions of times. I wish the Niners took Fields instead of Lance. I wanted him all the whole time, but you know, you got Fields and then Detroit, that young team with all of those. Say, got a few playmakers too, man. Yeah, and, and Green Bay. Let's see how they do. They still have Lafleur, who's a great head coach. So I, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with Love and that team because they still have some guys at, at the skill positions that are really good. Um, but yeah, that I, I thought I saw some good things. Levis, you know, he, he looked, oh. you know, and, and that was another reason why I wanted to watch this game because you had Levis also out there um, slinging it. But Malik Willis, I, I will say this side note, Malik Willis, yes, it's preseason. I, I'm going to keep beating that dead horse. But what I liked from Willis, because last year he looked really erratic, uncomfortable in the pocket. As soon as it broke down, he was just eyes were on, on in the running lane, right? but he did look a little more uh, comfortable in the pocket and his, his throws looked really crisp on, on that first drive. Um, so if he improves, yes, you have Will Levis, but that's going to be a nice piece. Maybe later on, you know, he might be a Jacoby Brissett type where he's going to be a nice backup and some team's going to want him and, and, you know, take a chance on him. But um, yeah, Levis, obviously not as much time a, a, as we really wanted to see he had 14 passes but um you know again rookie first nfl action ever um and you know what can you do but it, i just you this team i think is a little over i don't know overhype but people are saying tennessee could still win this division i don't know i think it's the jags division this year yeah no it's definitely the jags division um as far as the quarterbacks um yeah man levis looked like a rookie quarterback with a trash O-line. And I think yeah. they got one of the worst O-lines. Like the starting unit is like, I think probably top three, like one of the worst in a in a league. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I, they they pretty damn bad. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine those, man, those D-lines. Um, shout out to our, our uh, defense too. Uh, yeah, uh, they Levis look good. Threw, Levis threw an um, interception, got sacked, I think, a few times, four. Yeah, four. Didn't Trey Lance get sacked four times too? 
Oh, dude. Yeah, we'll get into that, man. Yeah, that, yeah. that line looks That's rough. why I don't want to say four. I'm like, am I remembering another game? Yeah, okay, so they both got sacked four times. Yeah, so, yeah, defense looks sharp. Uh, We still definitely need a pass rusher, but, I mean, they look great in that preseason game, you know, you know preseason. But, uh, yeah, so, um, oh, side note, I hate Nathan Peterman. Am, oh, yeah. am I saying his name right? I hate, I hate him. Yeah. I, I, oh my god. Anyway, yeah, I he got he got to go. I just I don't like him. He, yeah, yeah, I don't like him. Well, that, he, oh, yeah. I, trust, trust me, he's like the worst backup in the league. Yeah, I don't understand how he's on the roster. Like, he threw like four or five. I don't know how he threw like four or five picks and a half. Like I will never forget that. Like he's. I think it was he, four straight passes, wasn't it, or some crazy it was shit like that? Crazy. It, like why? How is he still in the league? I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> don't yeah, because. Yeah, I remember, you know, he wasn't it in Buffalo, and then he went to, uh, yeah, then he went to Cincinnati, Maybe. I believe. I don't know, man. He, he's terrible. I don't know how he's in the league, but yeah, Peter me got to go. I don't. Yeah, he he's he's awful. Uh, or maybe not Cincy. I, I remember him coming in for somebody. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, he, not good. Uh, moving on. To the Niners and Raiders, as you just mentioned, Trey Lance was sacked and under pressure the whole game. But, yeah, sacked yeah. four times. He did have a touchdown, but you people can call me a Trey Lance hater, doubter, whatever. I think my doubt is valid, but that touchdown should not count towards his stat line. Uh, he threw a terrible ball. The, the guy was completely covered right into uh, the Raiders defensive backs arms. Right. And then it bounces out of his offices, arms, hands, whatever. And Ross Dwelly was able to save the day by catching it off the deflection for a touchdown. So I, I don't, didn't like what I saw. Yes. The line needs a lot of help, but of course our best guys aren't out there. It, it's kind of hard when you have an anchor like Trent Williams and he's not going to play any preseason, probably, you know, that that's going to make a huge difference in the regular season, but I, I just do not see the progression from Trey Lance from the first couple of years to now. I just don't see it. I, I still see this guy who is a little uncomfortable, a little flat footed, uh, you know, the inaccuracy on the short, easy throws. I mean, he missed an easy flat route and it just sails it over the guy's head. And it's just frustrating. Now where I do give Shanahan and some of these nine quarterbacks credit is they're very accurate down the middle of the field. Anytime you see a pass down the middle of the field, it seems like it's right on the money in the, in the guy catches it. And, you know, I saw that from both Lance and Darnold when they, when they worked the middle of the field, they were moving the ball. But the Niners offense, you know, that touchdown drive, they didn't really get get the ball moving until the running game started moving. So I I think that's the only way Lance is really going to have success is if he has the, the running game working for him and then he's able to play off that and kind of, you know, get the passing game going off the running game. But, yeah, I mean, again, the accuracy issues have been my biggest issue with Lance the last couple of years. I understand that his, you know, the amount of games he's played is – very minimum, less than a handful, at least starting. And he played in a monsoon, you know, last year, and it's kind of hard to see. But I don't know. I need him to be able to process information quicker, get rid of the ball decisively, not hold on to it too long, 
and kind of second guesses things out there. Um, and again, Darnold, he throws a gorgeous ball. He, he threw a great pass down the sideline to Ronnie Bell, which I think Ronnie Bell is going to make this roster. He looks freaking phenomenal in preseason. He was making some nice plays. Um, and he, he seems like a guy that could be a Debo type, you know, doing the jet sweeps and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it, again, not much to really see. I wish Purdy was healthy enough to go out there and, and show what he's got. But very underwhelming performance by the Niners quarterback room. But again, when that offense line isn't right, it's hard to complete any throws. Yeah, Trey Lance simply isn't ready. Um, he would appear to have a good stat line, 10, 15, uh, 10 for 15 attempts, uh, completions, um, 112 yards, one touchdown. But like you said, that was a freaky touchdown. Like in real time, I couldn't even – I was confused. I was like, what happened? <laughs> they yeah. had to like throw the replay. And then to be honest, he threw another, he threw another pick. Oh, yeah. He he, another dropped one. Yeah. Dropped yeah. The uh linebacker. So I mean, yeah, man, he don't look he's still, like you said, he looked like like you could see him processing things. Like you could it's like like you can see him making his reads, like, okay, not not that going on. And then he getting sacked. Like it's just he not, yeah, he not um, he don't seem confident. Um so I feel nothing different about from like going to this game. What 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 we is still a big question mark. Um, the good thing is you don't have to. I mean, that's not your starting quarterback. You ain't trying to roll him out week one. I mean, now you at least now you got Purdy to to lean on. Yeah. But you never want to use all those assets to get a guy like that and get that kind of production. So I mean, he can still turn it around, but you got to seriously consider trading him or and then I don't know how like what's going on in camp like how does he look compared to Donald and Darnold in uh camp I mean you don't of course you don't want Darnold to be your, your starter either but you need a capable backup and they also I imagine the playbook like the the, the scheme that they run is different between him and um Purdy because mm -hmm. Purdy doesn't move like Lance either so maybe you use uh Lance in certain situations or you turn him into that kind of guy um, but yeah, you got to seriously look into trade, uh, probably trading him, um, just to get some kind of, if, if he doesn't turn it around or pan out, or if you can't really find a good way to, to utilize them. Cause like I mentioned, all those resources that you put in, but he needed those reps. He still needs some more reps, uh, teams in order to even get a trade done, teams gonna have to, he gonna have to keep putting them out there and see, they gonna have to see some kind of progress or, or something. Cause yeah, he just you you can tell he just in his head it's like he's not putting it together. You, you can see him trying, but like I said, I, the biggest takeaway I, I took was he, he he threw some bad passes, and I could see him like making his reads, and he just didn't look comfortable, man. So, I mean, like I said, best thing you got going for you is that's not your starter. You got Purdy, and um, roll with that. But uh, they definitely gotta look into trading trading him for somebody. So. Yeah, I I don't know because if they do end up, you know, keeping him over Darnold, then all right, you got him as backup, and he could still try and learn and figure this offense out. But yeah, I, I, the scheme shouldn't be too much different. Like obviously, you have the mobility with Lance, and he can make some running plays. But again, last year, because he's still underdeveloped as a thrower, Shanahan had to create more running plays with him you know, running the ball and that's where he got hurt. So if you don't have a quarterback who can throw the ball this in this offense, because this offense is great 
the running scheme is, I think, the best in the league as far as a Shanahan offense. Um, but it's a lot of timing on on the on the passing and and accuracy, like especially down the middle of the field, which you know he did look good in down the middle of the field. But what Purdy was able to do last year, and that's why Jimmy worked in this offense. And when Jimmy that's was awesome healthy, yeah, it, this is this is this needs to be a pocket quarterbacks offense. That's it. And I beat this over like a dead horse too. Look at all Shanahan's offenses when he was a coordinator on all these other teams. Look at the quarterbacks he was successful with. He was successful with Matt Schaub. He was successful with um, uh, Kirk Cousins. He was successful with, well, I think he had RG3 for one year. If I'm not mistaken, he was in Washington. But RG3 mm-hmm. was a cool. solid thrower, but granted, yeah, that's why he probably went for Lance. He's like, oh my God, he could be RG3.2, you know, or 2.0. But anyway, and then obviously Jimmy and Purdy, you know, the success there. I, I think, you know, it sucks in that you gave up all this draft capital for Lance to trade up and get him. Guess what? A lot of teams whiff on draft picks, just chalk it up as an L maybe move them, maybe get a second round or a third round back. Um, but I, I, I just, you know, or like you said, if they do what they were doing um, when they were working in Lance, when Jimmy was there the first year, his rookie season, where you, you brought him in certain packages and then you had him roll out, you know, or run the ball and, and, and he looked decent. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I don't know. It's, this is now the third preseason and I'm just not seeing that spark or or that like, Oh wow! Like he looks comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, different guys require certain things too. Um, which is why we could see a guy like Ryan Tannehill go to a new Tennessee and you know a, a new system and flourish. You know, so I th- maybe he just needs to sit behind somebody, man. I mean, he still needs the reps. He literally just has yeah. not played as well. You know, so he hasn't had like you said, it's year three. You look around the league and you comparing them to year three guys. Who else was in that class? Fields and T Law. He looked considerably, you know, like uh, worse than 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 they uh they do in general. So I mean, he just he simply needs the reps, man. I don't know what it could be. Maybe he'd need to just sit behind somebody. And the same thing with Zach Wilson. Maybe he needs to just sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a few years. And by the time he finally leaves, maybe that you know what I mean. Anything, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, he, I'm sure he ain't going to be the quarterback for um, t- uh, too much longer. Their car, and just, maybe you got to just sit behind somebody. Who knows? But, yeah, man, they got to they gotta figure it out. Y'all got to – but that's not – at least at least you got Purdy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you uh, and we got Purdy with the last pick in the draft. And, you know, the complete, the complete opposite of, of what Lance was. So, um, yes, Lance might look a little bit better than Zach Wilson uh, at this point. Mac Jones, I still think, is a better quarterback than – both Lance and Wilson we'll see but then obviously Trevor Lawrence and Fields we see what they're doing but um yeah very interested to see how this season plays out at the quarterback position and what Shanahan does because I do think that Purdy not playing in that first preseason game helped his case uh just seeing what Lance uh can does when he's thrown out there um all right so Moving on, speaking of quarterbacks, you know, we're, we're going to talk about quarterback, the show on Netflix. Uh, last two episodes basically follows, you know, these quarterbacks through the playoffs, through some um, personal time. And then obviously we follow Patrick Mahomes 
to the Super Bowl victory over over the Eagles. Uh, obviously, Mariota, I, I kind of felt bad for Mariota because the media last year made it seem like he just quit on the team. Listen, his wife had a baby, and him and Arthur Smith talked, hey, we're going with Ritter, so why should he be around the team? You know, let him be a father, brand, you know, new new father, and hang out with his fam and, and his, you know, just born child. And they were just like, I don't know, that that kind of like annoyed me, like, oh, you know, he's quitting on the team. It's like, no, he just, you know, and, and then now he's going to be, I think he's in Philly this year, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's going to be uh, backing up Hurts. Um, so yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, and then obviously Kirk Cousins falling short again uh, in the playoffs. I mean, that game, there's no excuse. You got to beat that, that Giants team. Um, but anyway, what, what we really want to focus on is Mahomes. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I was already like a Mahomes guy, but I'm a big Mahomes guy now. Like just seeing him in that element, how big of a, because I want my football players to be competitors like a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes where this shit is their life. Granted, I think Mahomes has a little more personal life and outside life of football rather than what Tom Brady, you know, did because Brady was just engulfed in football. It, that was it. Um, so it's cool to see like Mahomes, you know, his mindset after games where he just shuts his brain off from football after losses or wins. Um, but yeah, like that Super Bowl, you know, his ankle got jacked up again, but he still goes out there and he's and he's running. And I don't know, it, it was just fun to see that like passion and fire from uh from a like an elite quarterback like that. Yeah. Um going back to the Mariota thing, I think him, yeah, man, I, I can get I think if you look at it from his point of view, right. I mean I just had a baby. I got benched, and it is some a, a little bit of salt there, you know. Man, I ain't yeah. finna. It's just two games, you know. Like like you said, I just had a whole baby, man. I'm finna go kick it with my wife. I'm pissed off about, you know. But I see it from their point of view too. Um, oh, you quitting on 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 the team? I lean more towards Mariota too, though. I mean, like you said, you gotta. It's no reason. I mean, yeah, he should be there to su support Desmond in, but. I get it. I fully get that, man. You got, all right, it's, it's no reason for me to be here. And then even though it was kind of portrayed like, like, like that, as soon as football started, man, and the Eagles started winning football games, we're not going to remember or think about that. It didn't rub me the wrong way. Like, um, like how Carson Wentz was the uh, starter and they, and they, and they went to Hertz and he was like, yeah, I, I want to, I've hated him ever since that moment. He was like, yeah, trade me. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. I should still be the starter. Like, bro, you playing bad. You playing terrible, and it ain't. Granted, it's not all your fault, but you a big part of it too. Like so, so it, it didn't rub me the wrong way, like like that did. But yeah, I I, I completely get why Mariota would have just kicked it with his family. Um, Kirk, yeah, um, I was happy the Vikings lost finally, finally yeah. go bear. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that 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 Giants team had had a chip on their shoulder. Great gray head coach. Um, yeah, Dable, he he the real deal. Uh, Mahomes, I love like just the insight, man. I love. I didn't know. I, I he got a potty mouth. That's one yeah, thing. Dude. I didn't know he. I, I had no idea he he cursed like 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 that. I love seeing the um in depth. I mean, he's just and and it's, it's a, a great Cinderella story ending too. They 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 win the uh, Super Bowl, but yeah, I love just seeing how personal personable these these guys are because we we can watch when we've been watching Kirk Cousins for years. I had no idea he could sing. You know, it's just yeah. the little tad bits uh, that, that made that show really magical. I can't wait to see what they do with it next season. But, uh, yeah, that's how I feel.
Yeah, and again, going back to Mahomes, I, 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 I'm just like impressed how intelligent he is with football. Obviously, you have to be at quarterback, but I didn't realize it was to the level that it's at because in that Super Bowl, you know, he he knew like exactly what the defense was going to do. He he just he knows how to read it and like some of the plays that he he like called. I, I know there was that one play where I think Kadarius Tony was lined up on the wrong side. And they were in the wrong formation, but he was like, "Oh, but it they're in cover zero, so I know this is gonna work anyway." Like, so he didn't even change the play; he mm-hmm. just kept it, knowing yeah. it's gonna work. So that was amazing. Just, yeah. yeah, so it's just cool seeing that side of Mahomes, man. Um, I know it's a Mahomes love fest over here, but yeah, so that's kind of my takeaway. They they hoist the Super Bowl trophy, uh, and honestly, now that we kind of got a dynasty peak in here with this team, because they've been in the Super Bowl and the AFC Championships so many times in the past, you know, since Mahomes took over, um, I'm rooting for them now. Like, if they make it to the Super Bowl, I'm looking for the Chiefs to win, just because now I want him to stack up the trophies like Brady did. It's just fun to see somebody that dominant in the team's gun for that. Yeah, I'll definitely never doubt him again. I had him not making that one of my worst takes. I had him not making the playoffs. Same. I think we both did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We, did. We, yeah. we had him not even making the playoffs. I was like, damn, you just gonna win a Super Bowl? Like, yeah. his wife, I ain't a fan of his wife. I don't know. She rubs me the wrong way. I don't actually, know. I never. Surprisingly, she wasn't bad in the show. I actually like grew to like her on the show, and I'm glad that they really? didn't really, sh- yeah, they didn't show his brother at all, other than like when man, the his box. brother irritating too. The, the TikTok, <laughs> yeah. But I mean that was kind of cool. Like they didn't really show him other than like when they showed the whole family celebrating in the uh the box. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know, like his wife, she's an athlete too. She owns the Kansas City uh the soccer team, women's soccer team. But like mm-hmm. she wasn't like over annoying like everybody makes like social media makes her out to be. I thought she was kind of like cool, chill, and um yeah, like I, I see why they're together. Uh, but yeah, shit. One more thing I wanted to mention. I, I because of the Bengals and now the Chiefs rivalry with Burrowhead and all that. I thought that was kind of cool too. Like Mahomes, like no, I want the Bengals. I really want the yeah. Bengals. So like, yeah. And then he went out and delivered. So um, yeah. Shout out to that show. Hopefully they get some. I don't know. I I wouldn't mind if they showed Mahomes again and then get two other new guys or just add a whole roster. But I think what they should do with that show is what they do with Full Swing that golf show is make one do i think they do eight or ten episodes but they follow eight to ten different golfers uh maybe even more golfers than that but there's a different golfer or two golfers each episode and i think they should do that with quarterback because you have enough film you're filming the whole season so why not just make one episode for each guy that you're covering instead of you know three guys and you have them mm-hmm. all in each episode because i like focusing on one guy in one episode. oh you mean out of the three guys like episode yeah so like you know, Mahomes would have been episodes one through three, you know, and the Mariota four through mm-hmm. okay. whatever, like that. Like, okay, just focus on one guy for a whole episode. I feel like that's better, it grabs my attention more than just it splitting up each episode. But hmm. all right, I like, I like the pacing, I think it was pretty, pretty good. The pacing, yeah, but uh, who knows? I mean, it was the first year doing it, maybe they change it up the second year. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. I don't think we tease this but we're teasing it and talking about it now. Fantasy football is around the corner. Yes, and sir. If you are getting ready for these drafts. And if you're doing mock drafts, getting ready for the football season, which kicks off in basically a month uh, or a month away from football, which is crazy, but beautiful to hear. <laughs> um, but yeah, today what we were going to do quickly was just kind of give you a taste of what we think, uh, 
what guys are going to pop this year in fantasy at the receiver and running back position. We're just going to do the, do those posi- two positions for this episode. Um, but yeah, we kind of wanted to give you our top five picks at receiver running back five each, and then two sleepers who we think are going to have a huge year um, that people might not be taken seriously or that, that these guys are just kind of flying under the radar. Um, <laughs> Justin, give me who you're, think is going to be the number one running back this year? I think I'm going to go with um, Christian McCaffrey. I think uh, the threat of him receiving the ball and running the ball and how personally I, th- I think you guys make it to the Super Bowl. Personally, I got the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl. I like I'll that. Say, I probably should have saved that. Anyway. Um, that might change. That might change still preseason, whatever. Um, but no, I, I think, yeah, just the threat of him, man. I think he, he had, if he has a, a healthy full full season, yeah, I think um, I got him, man, by, by, by far. That's number one. Yeah, with McCaffrey not being, you know, as far as a running back goes healthy as you'd want him to be, I like him there at number one. Obviously, I think he's going to score a lot of points when he is in there. Um, But I don't know. I think it's hard to look past Nick Chubb. I really like it. I think, you know, I, I said before, I think Watson, it's going to take midway through this season until he's kind of back on track. So might as well lean on Nick Chubb and his running ability. Cause I think he's probably the best pure runner in the league. You know, Derrick Henry. Yes. But Henry's not coming on the tail end. Uh, I feel like of his career. And I think Chubb's still got a lot of game left. So I like Nick Chubb there. Uh, he's my number one. Uh, all right. Who do you got at number two? Um, yeah, that's my number two. Uh, uh wait, fantasy purposes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Chubb. Um, I like I completely agree with everything that you said and uh, the O line. It's a good O line. So he got yeah. Yeah. Nick Chubb. All right. My number two. <laughs> might be a surprise, well, not really a surprise, um, but this dude, I like it just because he is going to be the sole back, or not the sole back, but he's going to be the more dominant back with Zeke Elliott now gone. I'm going to go with Tony Pollard at number two. He's very explosive, can make big plays. You know, he's great catcher as well out of the backfield. So I like him being the number two fantasy back this year. Very interesting. Um, I wouldn't bet on that, but okay. Um, give me for number three, I'm gonna go Austin Eckler. I think um same reason kind of CMC is number one. I think number three, I will go the receiving threat. And you know, he's just just a powerful runner in general. Got a got a great quarterback. Um, not the best O line, but uh the probably average O line. So See, what worries me is I don't think he's got his contract set yet with the Chargers. So they did something, right? Um, it's a reason he's coming back. I don't think he got like a long term deal, but he got something. All right. Yeah, because he's 28, too, you know, so he he's up there in age as far as running backs wise. Uh, uh, but I, I, I think a lot of these guys are going to be able to start playing longer just because as we see at every position, guys start playing longer. Um, but all right. I like that. Number three. I'm, I might not actually go him number three. I was going to go Ramondre Stevenson, but I think last year they overused him just because 
listen, you you had what Matt Patricia calling offensive plays, and he's a defensive guy. So they did a lot of screens. Ramondre, I think he was catching like seven balls a game, just screen passes and and dump offs and like uh, you know out routes and shit uh, or flat routes. So I don't know. I I I kind of wanted to put Ramondre there, but I don't know if their offense is going to look like it did last year. I think Mac's going to probably throw a little bit more. Um, so sure. I'm I'm actually going to go DeAndre Swift at number three. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you might be able to get him later in rounds. Uh, he's ranked number 84 as far as Yahoo goes, but I like him in that Philly offense. You know, Miles Sanders did a great job last year in that offense, and I think, to me, Swift is a way better catcher than Miles Sanders, but I think he's so quick and fast. I, I think he might, you know, be even better as a runner in this offense as well. So I'm going to go DeAndre Swift at number three. Number four, I I hesitated to put him between four and five. And I'll explain why, but uh, I got Derrick Henry, King Henry at number four. I can't justify just not putting him in my top five. Um, I, I, I try to draft him every year. I love Derrick Henry. Uh, just a beast, man. They got a terrible O line. Yeah, that's what worries me. Um, but I just I can't I, I I couldn't justify just not putting him in, man. I got I got to slide him in somewhere. So I don't think he top three, but definitely four or five. I got him coming in at four though. Damn, I see. I'm already all right. Yeah, I, I got um. Who did I say? I said Chubb. I said Pollard. Then what did I say? Um, oh yeah, Swift, Swift. All right, yeah, yeah my yeah. number four. Sorry, I kind of lost track. My number four. Oh, who do you know? What I think I'm gonna say. Travis Etienne. I liked what that offense did last year. Uh, this is gonna be a full second year, or you know, the second year with Trevor Lawrence because obviously Etienne went out his rookie season uh, for the year. But I like I like him because he's another you, think you know top five, huh? You think you're gonna to be top five? Well, I'm just saying, like my top five. Like, I don't. He's not gonna to go top five, no. But I, I'm saying who I like uh, out of these guys, because obviously, you know, I want McCaffrey, I want Eckler, I want Barkley, but um, Chubb for sure. I think might be the best running back. But yeah, these are yeah, you know, and, and um, but yeah. Anyway, I like what I saw from him, especially in the passing game too. So if you're in a PPR league. Travis Etienne, he gets some catches and um he's gonna be involved in that offense a little more. Yeah, um they just got a lot of weapons over there, man, especially Calvin Ridley coming uh into the fall, Evan Ingram. So yeah, possible though. Um five, I got B. John, B. John Robinson. The thing what what made me kind of teeter between between him and Henry is I mean, they, they both got downsides as far as him just being a rookie in general. Um, it's like a double-edged sword because uh, rookies kind of hit the ground literally running as well. So that can go either way. Um, They got some solid pieces on the O-line, but they also got Drake London and um Kyle Pitts, but then you don't know what Desmond Ritter is either. Maybe he, he struggles throwing and he defaults to the running back to, to uh, B. John. So I'm a bad man. I'm going to lean more towards B. John coming out of Texas with that uh, fantastic skill set. So uh, best running back 
in the draft this year, I believe. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bijan number five. Yeah, my number five, I'm going to uh, – I'd probably go with Aaron Jones. Uh, again, you know, with Aaron, he, he was great. I, you know me. I, I like going for these dual threat uh, running backs who can also catch out of the backfield. Obviously, Chubb probably being the least out of all, all five of my guys. But, yeah, I, I think Aaron Jones is going to be a nice security blanket uh, for Jordan Love. And, and I think he's going to be able to really – help Jordan Love and progress his game throughout the year just by, you know, being that safety blanket and taking small plays for huge gains. So, um, yeah, I really like Aaron Jones in this spot at five. Now that Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers is gone, I like um, that. I, I think Jordan Love's going to spread the ball around a little more, but he's still going to have uh, Aaron Jones there at, at, in his back pocket. For sure. All right. So we gave our top five. Now let's get to the two sleeper picks um, at the running back position uh, that you could probably get way down in the draft. And I'm pretty sure this is probably somebody that you had in mind, but uh, Khalil Herbert, you know, David Montgomery is gone for the bears. Um, I think Herbert better, way better catcher than Montgomery, Montgomery, but Herbert, he's a pretty good explosive uh, running back. I, I liked a lot what he did last year. Uh, for the Bears as a backup too. So now that he's going to get uh more like the lion's share of of those running opportunities, I think he's going to snap. I really think Khalil Herbert's got a chance to be a top ten running back in the NFL this year. I can see it. Um, I actually went with um Cam Akers for the uh, LA Rams. Um, you got a quarterback who's not mobile, and he's on the wrong side of thirty. You got a superstar wideout in um, Cooper Cup, but um, he's injured. So I think uh, he's got a chance to just be a sleeper, man. I think um, they, they they lean on him, especially in, in Cup's absence, because they they don't have anybody uh, outside of Cup really. Um, so yeah, I, I got I got Cam Akers. I think I think he's a, he's a good sleeper. I think he could put up some some big numbers if they can just default to handing it off to him a bunch. Yeah, I, I I could I don't know I I don't know how, how I feel about the Rams yet this year I I didn't I didn't really like their line at all and well and a lot of injuries last year too which kind of took them out of some games but all right my number two sleeper final sleeper final pick out of the running backs um it's kind of torn between two guys but I think I'm gonna settle um on J.K. Dobbins. For for uh, Baltimore, I think you know he looks good with the opportunity he gets. That offense is going to be you know a little more deadly in the passing game, which might open up some running lanes uh, on running planes. I think he is he's got so much talent. I know he kind of deals with injuries too, but if he could stay healthy, I think he he's he's on the up and up as well. I like J.K. Dobbins as my second sleeper. I like that. Um, I've got Damon Pierce coming out of Houston. Uh, I know they picked up another running back. Is it like Chase Edmonds or somebody? I know they picked up another running back, but, um, just them picking up another running back and me thinking about how Stroud looked in that, uh, first preseason game. Um, I just, I, th I think he's going to lean heavily on the running back position, uh, this year as well. Um, if I got to go between, can't remember who the guy is that they picked up, but I think whoever he is, I think Pierce is better. 
So I think he's um, RB1 down there in Houston, and I think they can lean heavily on him. So that's what I got. All right, that those are our seven <laughs> picks at running back, five of our top guys, and then two sleepers. Moving on to the receiving position. Um, this is pretty much more straightforward uh, as far as, like, the rankings go uh, for these guys. My number one, you know, I, I just don't see – how he doesn't follow up last year with another good year. I, I like Justin Jefferson, the number one. I think, you know, I do. I'm a I'm a Jamar Chase guy as far as who I like more, but I do think Justin Jefferson's probably the best. Jeff, Justin Jefferson's the better receiver. Uh, he's probably the best receiver in the league at his age. Um, so it's it's pretty nuts. But yeah, I like Justin Jefferson there at number one. Completely agree, bro. Um, I kind of teetered for a long time because it's like you think about the LSU days. It's undoubtedly Chase. Why, when we get into the league, Justin Jefferson is just is just different. He's just better. I don't know. I can't explain it. It's Justin Jefferson. Definitely, mm-hmm. uh, I think um, he's going to, like you said, follow up last season with an even better season. So, yeah, number one, JJ. Uh, my number two guy, uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to go with Tyreek Hill. Um, I loved what he did in the time that he had with Tua last year, first year in that offense, and he was just as good as he was with all those years in, in Kansas City. Um, I, I just think that offense, again, adding more depth, they're looking good this year. Um, if Tua could stay healthy, uh, I think he, he's going to have another great year. Uh, I'm going with Tyreek Hill at number two. Great, man. I think like, man, I got, I got Tyreek Hill number two as well. Um Follow name, follow the reasons that you mentioned. Yeah, especially him going out saying um he won a two thousand yard season. He gonna get it this year. Like you said, if Tua stay healthy, I don't see why 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 he can't. That man is explosive, can't teach speed, and man, he he got a hell of a uh, hell of a lot of it. So Tyreek Hill number number two for sure. Yeah, number three because he gets so many looks and he's basically the number one option and the only option on this offense. Um, well, at least last year he was because they whiffed on uh, on Ro- on Robinson. But I'm going with Cooper Cup. He's coming back healthy. Uh, he should have Matt Stafford here, uh, you know, for a longer period of time. The only thing that does worry me about this is their offensive line. Um, it was god awful last year. It was so bad, um, and that's why they kind of dealt with some of the injuries at quarterback. But I mean. When he's on the field, he's catching the ball at least seven to ten times a game. Uh, he's getting touching almost a hundred yards a game, um, and then and obviously he's he scores. You know, so I really do like Cooper Cup in his PPR league for sure uh, at number three. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with um, Jamar Chase number three. Um, I kind of. Teetered if I wanted to do Cooper Cup as well, but um, the injury kind of kind of kind of scares me. Um, now I'm thinking about it. Damn, that the injury to to Joe Burrow that may factor into this too. I just kind of thought about that. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I'm 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 gonna go with go with Chase, man. I think for some reason, um, he's not as it's not the same feeling as it is with with JJ, but I think Chase and uh Burrow's a special connection. So hopefully. Uh, Burrow comes back sooner than later, and we can see them get back to it. So, uh, I, I think he, I think he is on a, on a, on a rise as well. Though I think he he he's gonna be one of those superstar guys that we see for a long time as well. So, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Chase. All right, my number four is AJ Brown. 
I just I loved what he did as soon as he came over from Tennessee last year. Uh, it's going to be second year in that offense. Him and Hurts just look I, I, on the same page, and he's just that big guy that you can throw up, and, and he can basically, you know, go up with anybody and come down with that ball. I just I just like that offense. That offense is going to be so potent, um, especially in the running game, which also helps in the passing game. So I, I like A.J. Brown there at number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I who, who do I have? I had J.J. Hill, Chase. Yeah, my number four. Um, Same guy, man, A.J. Brown. Uh, I think that connection, man, Hurts had such a great um, ascension last year, just throwing hella accurate balls. Uh, Just, man, I, I think that's another special connection. Yep, I got I got A.J. number four, all the reasons you do. All right, cool. And then number five, you know, it sucks. Like, I'm not having Devontae Adams in my top five. I just don't know how that situation is going to be. In Las Vegas, he still put up numbers with Derek Carr last year, but those guys were boys. They were on the same page. I just, I don't know. Josh McDaniel, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really have confidence in him as a head coach. So I'm going to go with Amon St. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown in Detroit at number five, uh, number mm-hmm. five receiver. Um, again, I, I think that offense is going to be fun to watch this year. Jared Goff looked like the Jared Goff in, in his uh, first year with McVay. Um, I, I like this offense. They got a lot of weapons uh, everywhere. So, you know, he's not going to be doubled as much. But, um, yeah, I like Amon, Amon Rossi Brown. So I was not expecting you to say what you said once you said it. But you said it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Stefan Diggs, man. Put some respect on my yeah. boy. Man. You know, I know him and Josh Allen had their little, you know, throw me the ball, you know, whatever. It's cool. I think Josh Allen is still prolific. Madden, uh, Cover athlete, you know, man 24 today, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wasn't on that too, yeah. Um, no, but, yeah, number five, I got Stephon Diggs, you know, connection tried and true that we've seen. And, um, yeah, I think he regains – I think he he rounds out to the top five for me. I also thought about Devontae uh, Adams, but like you said, don't, you can't trust McDaniel and um Jimmy G. You just – you don't know what that's going to look like, so – as, as great as Devontae is, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I know and what I can pretty much see. Allen and Diggs. Diggs, number five. All right, and two sleepers. I'm going to go a guy who's – he's ranked inside the top 100, but <laughs> I've kind of raved about this guy earlier. Um, I'm going to go Christian Watson. I think he has potential to be what, like a top 15. Yeah. Or no, oh. he's, he's my first sleeper. I think he's got – potential to be a top 15 top 20 receiver um in the league this year I, I like his I like his explosiveness I like that he's used used in the running game as well um he, he showed that he can outrun anybody really and, and he can catch so I kind of like that and him in love kind of getting on that same page this year so I'm going with Christian Watson as my first sleeper that, that was that was mine as well um it was, it's crazy because when we was talking about Jordan Love earlier and you was you was like um maybe we were talking about the running backs. No, we we was talking about Jordan Love earlier and you and you was like uh his safety net is gonna be um Aaron Jones. I was thinking Christian Watson. That's okay. That's that's yeah, for all the reasons that you you said it best. Yeah, Christian Watson is my first sleeper. All right, and then my second sleeper might not be too big of a surprise. Um but I think he's going to be potential 
if it doesn't go to a quarterback, it's going to him, rookie of the year candidate. I'm going Jackson Smith, Najigba uh, um, in Seattle. I think he's just going to be running free all game, every game when you got DK and Lockett uh, on the outside. And, and, you know, if he can play the slot um, or, it, you know, if they move Lockett to slot, either way, I think. Um, Jackson Smith, Najigba, he's going to get so many opportunities in that offense. And we saw Geno Smith was the most accurate quarterback last year. So, you know, he can get him the ball. I just, he's scary to me. I, I think he's going to be a, a game wrecker in a lot of these games because it's going to be hard to cover all three of these guys. Um, and then you also have Noah Fant. And in the running game is as deadly with um, Kenneth Walker, the third. So, uh, yeah, I'm going Jackson Smith, and I'm actually going to throw in a bonus that he might win uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Fine. I, th- I thought she was going to take man. So we got some, some conflict with that one. I like that. Um, but for the same reason, that's like another double-edged sword because as accurate as Geno is, that can go – I mean, you you got two other great wideouts out there. He may yeah. end up having more synergy with one of those guys, and they had a season together, so you never know. But he definitely will get some opportunity, so I like that one. Um, I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. I think he has the potential to be rookie of the year, even with the additions of Odell. Um, Actually, nope, I'll take that back because it's, it's a run-first offense. So I'll take that back. But I think he's going to be really good. I think out the gate he's really going to be – um. Special, um, fast. He got those nice, fast, quick twitchies, and I love him, man. A young, I think he's gonna be a superstar. He looks, he looks. Uh, I like that guy, man. Fast, fast speed guy. Um, I think he he could pop, he could potentially be the best receiver coming out of this class. So I mean, only time will tell. But yeah, that's my second sleeper, Zay Flowers. All right, cool. So there you have it. My five out of the receivers: Justin Jefferson, uh, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup. AJ Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, and my two sleepers, uh Jackson Smith, Najigba, um, and Christian Watson in Green Bay. So those are my seven. Yeah, I got uh JJ one, Hill two. Uh, I think I said Dig no, who's three? Chase, Chase three, AJ four, Diggs number five, and my sleepers, Watson is a flowers. All right. There you have it. Hopefully that gives you some insight whenever you have your drafts coming up. But that's going to do it for us today. Again, stay tuned. Watch out for some new content from us and some big things coming. So um, enjoy the your week. Yes, and have sir. a good one. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports. It's a way of life. <laughs>